Hello, and a joyous welcome to this woman's work, a space where you can hear and read about some amazing women, the fantastic jobs they do, and the paths that have led them to where they are today. So, I'm here today with Molly. Hi, Molly. Hello. In your own words, could you tell our lovely listener what it is you do for a living? I am a kinesiologist, a systematic kinesiologist, and kinesiology is muscle testing to get to the root cause of people's symptoms. So each muscle in the body relates to a different organ. Um, for example, the, most of the neck muscles relate to the stomach. Um, your lower back muscles relate to your large intestine. Um, so any if someone comes in with a sore neck, I'm going to be looking at ah. stomach mainly at stomach that'll be my first protocol um and within that why you know, if the client comes in with a stiff neck for example why do they have a stiff neck um and it will be i'll look at ways to rebalance it and rebalancing the body through either physical changes so maybe a slight spinal correction um through nutrition so um they might have a food intolerance they might be lacking the right stomach enzymes so they're not digesting their food properly um, they may need something to help digest their food properly um, or they might be uh, have a gluten intolerance or too much acid or too little acid or they but or it's emotional so I emotional say, yeah emotion is probably the biggest so I would say 90% of the time it's emotional yeah um, um again related to the stomach emotional comes in as as fear um as that sort of anxiety worry about things um when people talk about the gut feeling yeah um, things are hard to digest um something makes someone feel a bit sick um it's normally related to yeah emotional I've just sort of listen to what people are saying when they speak about their worries um, or it's electrical, and electrical are the meridians in the body. So, like acupressure, um, and eat the sort of lines of energy that run through our body, and I'm making sure they're all firing correctly. Um, so it's about balancing the whole body, and it may not necessarily be the st stomach that's the problem. It may be something going on with their jaw, or it may be something going on with their large intestine that's just the overall digestive system, or whatever it might be that is unique to that individual to to help balance them so how long have you been a kinesiologist for um i qualified in 2017 december 2017 so how many years is that uh, six yeah and what what was the process for getting qualified then um so you start doing a foundation course and the foundation i did sort of 10 weekends um learning all the different muscles Wow. And how they relate to the body system. Um, was this online or was No, this... no, in person down in London wow. at, um, I forgot what it's called now. So right, we can. <laughs> we'll put all of these kind of links and stuff on uh, yeah. the Patreon. Page. Um, College of Natural Medicine or something like that in London. Um, but yeah, through the Kinesiology Association. So the Kinesiology Association are the association I am a member of and they run foundation programmes and then diploma programmes. Right, okay. So, and this was at weekends. Had you got children at it, this You know point? what, it wasn't at weekends. Oh. It, yeah, I said everyone at 10 weekends, didn't I? Um, that was a diploma. The foundation 
was every Wednesday um, for two for like I started in September and I might have finished in December. Right. Um, and I went down to London. I had my daughter at that point. She had probably about eighteen months old when I started. Um, so it worked quite well. Dropped her off yeah. at nursery in the morning. Got the train back. Picked her up on the way home. Um, and that worked really well. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't working otherwise. Uh, and then went straight on to do my diploma, which was <laughs> ten weekends for a year. Um, and within that, you you are you know you're learning a lot more than you're doing much more structural stuff. You're doing much more um, in depth about nutrition and detox programs and um, how the body reacts to certain energies. Um, and then you then you also have to do a nutrition diploma. Yeah. And do your anatomy and physiology diploma. Yeah. Um, and your first aid. So you're diplomaed up then? I am fully diplomaed up, You are, up, like, yeah. so diplomaed. <laughs> and, I mean, what... How did you hear about kinesiology? What what sent you down this path? So, after I'd had my daughter, she was born in so March 2014, and I felt so unwell. We'd had quite a lot of stress. We'd been living in a rented house. Actually, we'd moved back from Singapore. We'd been there a year oh, working. Wow. I'd left the job. And thought, oh, I'll come back and hopefully, you know, fall pregnant once I've got a job. And of course, I handed my notice in Singapore and found out I was pregnant the next day. <laughs> so, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Came out to the UK um, thinking, oh God, what am I going to do? We Anyway, we moved into a rented place. Um, and then, about nine months after I'd had my daughter, the landlord wanted the house back. And so we had to move out, and it was just quite stressful. Um, and we couldn't find anywhere to buy, which was the plan, but anyway, ended up And you're all kind of postnatal in this period yeah. as well. <clears throat> yeah, and we were kind of settling back into the UK as well, and kind of trying to find our feet. Yeah. Anyway, um, moved in actually near my sister. We hadn't, it was great, but I was just so tired I felt so fatigued um I was getting pins and needles in my arms I was getting really stiff joints I just felt I felt utterly miserable I was like this isn't me yeah. I'm normally quite happy um what is going on what's going on anyway a friend of mine was studying to be a kinesiologist and I said she talked to me about it I went can I come and see you meanwhile the doctor was sort of sending me down MRI scans um looking at sort of MS, and I thought, well, no, this isn't it. I, I, I've got a feeling this is absolutely not right. where I'm headed. It's, um, it's something else. Yeah. And uh, so I went to go and see her. She lived down in London. I'm in the Midlands. And, yeah, I had an hour and a half session with her, and I jumped off the table and felt good as new. Wow. I thought, I'm going to do this. This yeah. is going to be my job now. Gosh. And how do I how do I study for it? Yeah. And so with... I think that was sort of my daughter must have been about just over one by then and three months later I started my foundation course so you really knew yeah yeah you knew really knew <laughs> wow okay obviously I've got to then talk about what came before that so you said you're in Singapore I mean let's even go back before that so did school college left did you go uni what yeah what? went to uni um 
I've actually got a degree in the history of modern art, design and film. So Woo-hoo! completely unrelated. Wow. And in your head, what were you going to do with that? Um, I say that like I even had a plan with yeah. my degree. I just went to uni for the lulls. But anyway. <laughs> my degree was nicknamed the Find a Husband course. Because, wow. Um, yeah, it was deemed as so useless that you Suddenly better find might, a rich husband. Might go back to uni all of a sudden. <laughs> um, so, but I loved it. I absolutely loved my degree. And... I came up with a two one, enjoyed it. Wow. What was I gonna do? It was kind of be the antiques world, which I was sort of keen on, but actually I went and worked I was going back a bit before I got there. I, when I was at school sort of GCSEs, I started working in an outdoor activity centre for the disabled. Oh my gosh. So as uh obviously with the horse riding and then I did the caring side and so for years sort of seven years through school holidays bit of gap year and then through university holidays through university it kind of funded university as well and then post-university for about about six months nine months I worked as a carer um and loved it I loved being outdoors all the time it was a up near Kilda water so it's a bit like Rutland water there's there's loads to do so we take our guests out sailing or we go climbing or we'd um toot around the forest on golf buggies archery so loads of things it was it was a activity center for people with all abilities so and it was just so much fun just had so much fun it didn't feel like a job it just was such a happy place to work and there were long hours i'd do a 25 hour shift so i'd start at lunchtime before lunch and then do overnight and then of course because you've got to stay home yeah yeah um and it was yeah I did didn't stop laughing I had a great time um and then after I got my degree I thought well better get down to London and try and get a career or a husband (laughs) yeah or a husband whichever comes first (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that wasn't showing any sign of arriving actually so (laughs) okay I better um get a proper job as they say um and, yeah, I got to London and got a job at a company called Just Giving, justgiving.com, yeah. who do online fundraising. Yeah. Um, and they were sort of in their infancy. It was 2005. Yeah. Um, and they're probably about 15 employees at the time. And, again, a brilliant company to work for. All of us young or young at heart, kind of going through this kind of new technology. Yeah. Um, I remember being on the phone asking people for email addresses and I don't have an email or explaining websites and be like www dot and it would and I just I loved that so I worked started out on the help desk and then worked in um then went into sort of account management and things and business development loved it I kind of loved that third sector so helping people yeah um was kind of key yeah and then I left there and worked for another online fundraising company which didn't go so well I just didn't enjoy it Mm. um I worked from home a lot and that for me just wasn't what I wanted I was sort of I must have been 28 at the time and then someone offered me a sort of cover role for about three months in Kenya to work for um an embassy wow um yeah it was oh god it was brilliant it was Part of um, Malteser International, um, they're a foreign aid and they were 
working over there to help with the TB and HIV AIDS. And so that, that was fantastic. I had an enormous amount of fun in Kenya um, and I worked with the, on their on the charity's communication, um, so slightly off his base as well. And then when that ended, I'd already... And what, that just, did you, was it just the three months? Yeah, it was just the three months. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, I desperately wanted to stay, but mm. actually I left having already lined up another job. Okay. And that job was for a leadership development company called Leaders Quest. And again, sort of similar line of things, it, Leaders Quest is a fantastic company and it it works with MD CEOs of big corporates, tends to be big corporates, but can be sort of teachers and civil service, and takes them to on a quest and that quest lasts a week and we would go to India, Brazil, Kenya, um, all around the world and they would take these leaders to two different tier cities so take India for example we go to Mumbai and then we go to Hyderabad so Mumbai very thriving yeah exactly Hyderabad anyway within that quest we would introduce them to leaders across the spectrum so it would be again corporates or it would be grassroots leaders so within communities so or women's centres or right children's charities or um, but it was about bridging the divide between corporates and the charity world and saying we can actually work together to make yeah make things better yeah and um, how we can act in a responsible way as a corporate to include our community when we make big decisions yeah um, so you were there to almost inspire a greater conscience out yeah. of these big wigs for want of a better thing. yeah yeah and change how they work but also Inspired them to do things differently, I guess. Um, So, um, which was, again, a brilliant job. But I just, I mean, even then, I knew that I hated working at a desk. Yeah. Desk work was not for me. Um, And throughout that, I also had a really bad back. I mean, not a really bad back. That's an overstatement. But I had, I constantly had a painful back sitting at a desk. I then wanted to move out of London and finally met my husband. Oh, okay, so. <laughs> yeah. You met him in London or no, funnily enough, I had actually met him at university. Wow, we were friends okay, university. yeah. Um, but we... Reconnected. Yeah, we yeah. reconnected. And, um, yeah, so left left London, moved up to Lincolnshire. Yeah. Um, got married pretty quickly after that, actually, um, and then moved to Singapore. But not How? For How? Just, you got just... I know, sorry, yeah, really, that was for my husband. Um, So he works in online um, building, creating websites, e-commerce, that kind of thing. Off we went, um, which was an incredible experience for the travel. Yeah. And we saw some amazing places, and I love being in Singapore, but work-wise, I hated it. What, because of the work culture? Yeah, the work. I, I'd never worked in a, anything other than... Sort of small to mid kind of... Yeah, or... the third sector, essentially. Yeah. People doing good, trying to do things for a positive impact. Yeah. Um, and this was luxury furniture. Right. And it was so far removed from what I was familiar with. Yeah. Um, 
that I just, I didn't get on with it. I didn't love it. I mean, it served a purpose and I had a great time, but I didn't love it. And and then, so, we, and we also missed home. We weren't there very long. We were only there a year. But I'm a home bird, really. Yeah. Um, and so we decided to move back and then I fell pregnant, so. Wow. What do you think it is about you that makes you good at kinesiology? Either just inherent skills you have or things you've learned. Because it's one thing to go, yeah, oh yeah, I'd really like to do that. Because I could think that. I could think, you know, well, I couldn't think that because I'm <laughs> absolutely diabolic about it. But there's one thing thinking, oh, I want to do that. There's another thing being good at something. And you are really good at what you do. I know that. <laughs> Thanks. But I also think that because I want to do it... You are very good at it. I f- yeah. You, you want to learn more. I remember when I started the training, I'm dyslexic. School was hell. Um, it wasn't hell, but it wasn't easy. Yeah. And I was so relieved not to have to do any more learning. Even after university, I was like, thank goodness, I don't have to sit another exam. I don't have to pretend to, <laughs> pretend yeah. to know stuff. Know in, yeah. Um, and then when kinesiology came about, I was like, I really, really want to learn this. I really want to learn this. And I found it really easy to learn because I think also as a dyslexic, you'll learn when you learn. I want to learn by doing and kinesiology. Right. You know, it's kinesiology, it's yes, muscle movement. Yeah. It's, you're learning by doing all the time. So, what challenges do you think you have as a person? Characteristics or anything like that that make this tricky for you? Um, well, probably probably again back to the dyslexia. I can never remember the name of any muscle. <laughs> <laughs> She's not even qualified. It's not a lot. Okay. But yeah, I can never remember the name of any of them. It's awful. But oh. I kind of get by because I remember it. I'm not, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not faking it. But yeah. Someone comes in and they're a physio and they say, oh, my deltoid's really hot. And I'm like, deltoid, I remember that one. That one's yeah, easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that I'm inherently disorganised. So, and messy. been the absolute best part of kinesiology for you either something that's happened or just a reoccurring theme I think the reoccurring theme for me that makes me want to do it is just it sounds very cheesy but just making people feel better mm. people start come in feeling awful and then get up feeling great it's a good day yeah um and I can't complain about that, really. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and I've had people's, you know, had a headache or they've had sore knees and then they've just gone, oh, my God, it just feels better. It feels better. Have you done that? Or, and I'm like, I haven't done it. You've done it. <laughs> Gosh, and you you must get that validation regularly, I'm guessing, if people leave going, oh, I feel so much better. Yeah, and you can see it in their faces, just the relief of holding on to emotions or... Or just knowing, and there's a knowing of people that, oh yeah, I knew I knew that was the problem. And I hadn't actually voiced right. it. I had a, I had a yeah. feeling it was. Because um, you have a habit of getting people to talk, don't you? I'm yeah. saying that from experience. <laughs> and I think as humans, we 
we're really, really good at suppressing stuff. All the time. Oh, don't worry, we'll just get on with it. It's fine, yeah. don't worry. Oh, no, 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 that's not a problem, that's not a problem. I'm not upset by X, Y and Z. And actually, the problem is, is we do get upset by these things. And then we push them down, push them down. And then they they come out as symptoms. And kinesiology is going, right, those symptoms aren't necessarily going to be cured with paracetamol or medication. For me, as a kinesiologist, that's just a sticking plaster. That's going to just mask the problem for a bit. Mm. Kinesiologist is about going, why... Why are you getting these symptoms? Why are, Why is the engine light on? Let's figure out why. And it can be so many different reasons. And it can be, you know, something that happened to us when we were five years old, suddenly coming out of the body. And I, is that because at five, we've experienced something that we've then had some kind of physical reaction to that then kind of... When something similar happens again, it triggers that same sort of physical reaction. Yes, yes. So I use something called a motion code, um, or the body code, which is uh, Dr. Bradley Nielsen. Yeah. Um, but it was taught as part of our kinesiology diploma as well. And he talks about these traumas that happen to us. I, I use the word trauma. It can be really small T as well as big T um, and those traumas program us like you said to react in a similar way so if your parents divorce when you're five you may continue your life with abandonment issues mm-hmm. so you might as a result of that always worry that people are going to leave and if you worry people are going to leave then you don't fully commit in relationships or you don't um, trust people fully, and you it's about to seek out people that are gonna. I or say are this gonna from leave. my own yeah. personal experience. <laughs> right, yeah. You seek out people you... that are gonna kind of do that to yeah. you. Yeah, so it's familiar, and you think that's what's going to happen because that's what you were told at five. This is what life is. So it's about saying no, 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 no. That's not what life's about. It's about removing that program and. And that energy, so we hold on to that energy, our muscle, our subconscious holds on to that energy and acts as if these things are going to constantly happen to us and that they're not, mm. they're not. Um, we need to remove that and get on with our lives. What's the worst part of this then? And worst feels ne- very negative, it doesn't have to be that negative, but is there a downside of doing this, of healing? Well, no, there's no downside of that. I think the downside is probably... Um, more more sort of practical than that the downside of working for yourself or the downside of not having a pension or yeah <laughs> or um you know when you're off sick rearranging everyone or yeah, yeah. um but on the upside of that it's I've, I've got a nine and a six-year-old I want to take the holidays off um I want to do school pickup I want to be there to watch their sport or uh, be home or be able to take a day off if they're sick. So there's a positive side there's to that There's a freedom too. to it, yeah. Um, yeah, there is a massive freedom to it. And that for me is, is huge, huge as a mum. What's the strangest thing that's happened to you doing this? 
and you cannot name names. Don't make out you haven't seen some really weird stuff. Oh dear. Well, I mean, so there's a very spiritual side to kinesiology. Um, and and that that's been one of the biggest things that one of the things I've really enjoyed. And were you sorry to interrupt? Were you spiritual before? Um, brought up in a Catholic family, and I'm Catholic. Yeah. So a Catholic, but not was I spiritual? It was quite funny actually. It was so <laughs> was a wedding with my husband and. Um, I'm going to sound quite weird now, but no, here we are. I love it. Um, and they were talking about, I think the father had died and obviously wasn't at the wedding. So in those ex- situations, there's always a, a toast to those who've departed. Mm. And um, and often in those situations, people say, oh, it felt like it was in the room, you know, the pre-. and I said, yeah, yeah, of course he was, of course he was. Um, because I, I can see them. I can see those souls in the room. Mm. And I always have done. I always see those souls in a room, whether it's sort of a wedding, whether it's a, a funeral or or a sort of emotional party, whatever it might be. I've always been slightly spiritual on that front. Yeah. Um, and I've had various odd things happen to me pre-to pre, pre kinesiology. And then when getting into kinesiology, you're, t- you're definitely tapping into those realms. Um, and we- I can have clients in my room and you're doing a session and you can feel, you know, they're dearly departed coming in. You can I can see them. Um, so that's quite strange. Um, and then you sort of, you're talking to guardian angels. You're t- and I also do... It's not particularly kinesiology, but it's I do work with the soul, so I'm trying to reconnect the soul to the body. And often, when we lose our purpose in life, our soul decides, well, fine, if you're not going to use me, I'm going to go off and do something else. Wow. So the soul um, should be really inside us or, or very near us. Um, and, and if someone's in a real sort of crisis state, their soul often isn't in their body gosh yeah <laughs> um so i i will talk to their soul and bring wow. that soul back in and nine times out of ten the reason it is not in is because they are not listening to their soul and they are not uh, by that do you mean intuition they yeah, know into the realms or of fulfilling intuition their purpose yeah um they're doing something they don't like doing work-wise they're with someone who doesn't treat them appropriately you know they're not in the right relationship they're fundamentally unhappy, um, and, and often with that, not very well, health-wise. So it's about bringing that soul back into their body. Um, so I've had some incredible experience with that, and that's wow. a you know that's a real privilege to be able to do that because yeah. you feel like you're reconnecting someone with who they really should be. Wow! And so there's some pretty profound moments that can come out of that. Um, and I think one thing also through kinesiology, through muscle testing, so mus- the muscle is your subconscious, or maybe even your soul, but your muscles your subconscious, and so it can't lie. And oh, so, so there's a fundamental truth to it. Yeah. yeah. And you can't override it. So it's not like I'm accusing my clients of lying, but we lie to ourselves all the time. Mm. Um, so 
it's a, you know, we all know we shouldn't drink alcohol too much, or we all know we shouldn't be in that job we don't like, or but we don't really do anything about it. Mm. Um, and the through kinesiology, you can totally get up to subconscious of that. So, um, and with that, you can actually ask the body. And I, I'm talking of strange things, but do you want to get better? And the body will sometimes say no. The subconscious will say no. Wow. And that can be a real shock to a client. They'll be like, what do you mean? What do you mean I don't want to get better? And then it's about digging into why they don't want to get better. Yeah. So if you're suffering from a chronic illness that you've had for years. and It's all you know. It's all, yeah, it's all you know. And some people could use that as like identify about those yeah. things. Yeah. And I can understand that, completely understand that. So it's about kind of tapping into that and going, well, why, why don't you want to get better? Oh, it's an awkward question to ask, really, but I guess I want to ask about money and an element of financial sort of remuneration, just because if someone is considering this and they do feel like they could have this connection with kinesiology, I guess costs of kind of getting trained and getting qualified yeah. and even thereafter, is there for want of a really crude word like a rate card or a zone you're meant to work in or is it very much yeah. open-ended so training wise i'm a bit out of touch but the kinesiology association would assist you on that yeah um the then in terms of what you get so clients i mean you set your own price really can you okay um i probably charge below what most kinesiologists would charge um so if you come in for a first session, it's £75. Yeah. And, and then any other session is 65 Um, I'd say most kinesiologists maybe charge a little bit more. If you're in London, it would, again, it would be much higher. A lot higher, yeah. Um, might depend on how long you've been working for. Yeah. Um, It really depends. And I think... And again, how much you earn is really depend on how many clients you have. So. Yeah. If but can... surely with this kind of job, you've got to have en- enough, but not too many, that you almost burn out. Like, so you're being any form of healing in that kind of process. It's... Yeah, <clears throat> Def- I mean, I definitely, I'd say I work around my kids' drop-off. Yeah. So there's actually only a certain amount of clients I can see in a day. And I would say the max I could probably do is four. Yeah. Um. And and I only I work I choose to work four days a week, so I take my Fridays off. Um, and Have you always done that? No, no. And when I finally did, I was like, oh, this is such a relief. I do surrogate surrogate testing with children because they can't muscle test on a child that's sort of under ten, really. Um, so I quite often use mum. Um, yeah. Wow. So which is great. Or I do remote work. So. They don't have to come to me at all. Gosh. Um, and I can do it over the phone. And then I'm using my energy. Yeah. Um, which you get... So, yeah, but if I've got a mother-daughter situation here, often, or even sometimes husband-wife, often that energy will jump into the person on the table. Really? I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll read out a, something and the um, the person in the corner will go, no, 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 that's me, not... Yeah. <laughs> not the person on the table. Wow. So what's next? Um what's next? Well talk about what it what you earn from it, but I think that can be 
because you work for yourself if you need more money you have to work harder don't mm. you um and so i've run retreats in the past i could go on and do that again um i'm teaching lots of kinesiologists go on and then teach kinesiology that's probably not for me um but at the moment i'm pretty happy doing what i'm doing it's exactly the right balance yeah it's exactly you. the right balance at the moment i think in the future i sort of slightly envision working in a and having my own sort of well-being centre. What advice would you give your younger self? Um, at any point, you know, those different jobs or even at school, college, any advice that you just wish you'd known earlier? I think I wish... I wish I'd had better careers advice. OK. But funnily enough... When I was at school, in um, secondary school, um, I had a dyslexic, like extra English it was called, and I didn't realise until about four years ago, when I put two and two together, um, she was a kinesiologist. No. <laughs> yeah. Really weird. So she taught me loads of techniques that I then sort of went on to learn. I was like, oh my goodness. Oh my gosh, you actually did not know that no. at the time. She never mentioned the word kinesiology. Is she still alive? Does she still practice? Yeah, I did look her up. I know oh. I tried to get in touch with her, she was never replied, but. <laughs> um, yeah, so what was I going to say? My younger self, I think, to be honest, everything I've done has got me to where I am today. Yeah. So, would I, what advice could I give that person? I don't trust know. the process trust, yeah. trust the journey is I mean let's face it it's pretty top shop t-shirt material right now isn't yeah, it I know, but, it's so cheesy but if I'm honest it's a real reoccurring theme of of these chats is people saying you know just keep going or hang in there breathe don't don't panic when you I think also when you're in your 20s you've got more energy and you've got the drive to go and get a career and and work five days a week and and have that sort of lifestyle. Mm. The thought of starting my own kinesiology practice fresh out of university, I don't think I would have had the skill set to do that. You know, through through my jobs I've learnt building websites, I've learnt marketing, I've learnt sales. I've I've had that foundation to then go on and do my own thing. Yeah. So maybe I wouldn't have succeeded as much back then. What advice as, as, as Molly or as a kinesiologist would you want to impart on the world? Um, what advice? I think, I think from what I've experienced as a kinesiologist is that stress is the key, is the, is the root cause of so many illnesses. And if someone is happy and content and follows their heart, they, they don't get as ill they might get ill but they're less likely to get these sort of illnesses and if I and I think because of those often more often than not those those illnesses are that red light on the engine they're the warning and and really my advice would be just follow your heart every time listen listen to your soul listen to what your intuition is saying gosh because I think then you'll be happy there you go. And get enough sleep. And sleep more. Yeah. Sleep yeah, more. that is definitely a good lesson. <laughs> definitely a good lesson. 
Well, thank you so much, Molly. Pleasure. It's been really nice talking to you. If you would like to hear more about this chat, see some behind-the-scenes pics and some personal profile pics, plus read about how to get started in this industry and or this role, then please go and support us on Patreon. The link is on this podcast page and across all of our socials. Sincere thanks in advance. <laughs>